Okay, so I have to admit it, right now is an interesting time. Everything, it does feel like everything is firing up again, except conceivably my brain. I feel like several gears are missing. Talk about going up through them. There's some great big gaps in that gearbox. The sun is shining, the clients are pouring back in, and it does feel like we're learning everything again from scratch. Man alive, everything, and I mean everything, just feels so rusty. But I am sure it's all going to be fine. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. Well, I'll be honest here, everything does feel just a little bit stiff, just a little alien. And on top of that, our next door neighbours are building the world's biggest bit of decking. You've never seen anything like it if Glastonbury is looking for a new location next year, trust me. The next door neighbours to our studio have it already built. The challenge with that is if you hear banging, soaring and two blokes singing really badly that uh, the builders next door. So apologies for that. Uh, one day, honestly, one day, if this podcast continues to grow at the rate that it has, I'm going to have a dedicated studio somewhere, a soundproof studio that I can sit in at any time of day or night. No one can hear me and I can't hear anybody else. But until then, you're going to have to put up with the sounds of things going on outside the window and the sounds of the fans of the various computers inside the window. Uh, Where are we? Well, I'm lucky. I am honestly lucky that over the past year or so, our work with the hearing dogs hasn't slowed down at all, really, uh, as their need for imagery has continued to be at the front of the charity's business model. If anything, I've probably shot more images in the past 14 or 15 months than I have in the previous uh, few years. And that alone has meant one thing. It's meant that I haven't completely gone to sleep. Uh, the cameras are still being used. The batteries are still being cycled. The memory cards, the backup processes... The software is being kept up to date because, of course, I'm still working, albeit at a much diminished rate than we would normally because although the hearing dogs really have spiked their workload, our portraits and our weddings and the commercial photography have all stopped. But at least some, at least some of the muscle memory I'm so used to is still there in my hands. Uh, Since the last podcast, we've been pretty busy. So what's that, four weeks ago or so, three or four weeks ago? Uh, I've judged for the European Photographic Awards. I mean, that was an absolute honour uh, to be a part of the judging team for the Photographers Pan Europe. Uh, well, what an honour. It's a shame this year that it was all done remotely. So uh, although I know a few of the judges, we didn't get to get together. We did not get to have a drink. We did not get to sit and chat uh, and do the things that normally we would do as a panel of judges. Oh, and argue probably because everything was done on our own. Uh, one by one by one, each image, we judged them uh, separately, individually and in isolation. And then the scores were aggregated, a very different way of doing it. But unfortunately, in this day and age, something that was really, really uh, necessary. Uh, I've also judged for the societies of photographers. Uh, I have written four different articles for three different magazines. Uh, I don't know if you know. I can't remember if I've said, but I uh, am a regular, a monthly contributor to both uh, Photo magazine and to Professional Photo magazine, two incredible publications. Uh, and uh, a, a brain dump, a brain dump I created uh, for, uh, well, it wasn't for anyone really, it was just a brain dump about the things I've noticed when judging this year. I do a similar thing every year, but this year I wrote it down. 
Uh, and that was published in the British Institute of Professional Photography magazine. Uh, it's called The Photographer, uh, which is great to do. And I mean, I'm writing, if anything, I'm writing more and more and loving every little bit of it. I think it's a learnt skill. I've got a long way to go, uh, but at least uh, at least I have a vehicle to talk about uh, this great craft of ours, portrait photography. I also done a load of stuff behind the scenes on both our own website and on the masteringportraitphotography.com uh, website. Both of those, they don't just exist. As you all know, websites don't just happen. You have to keep them going. And even when we're quiet, the websites still need updating. They still need patching. Uh, there's a million things. Uh, there was a, I think I talked about it, you know, a patch happened overnight automatically and broke a bit of my site that I didn't even know did anything. Um, but it had a pretty fundamental effect. So those kinds of things continue whatever is happening out there with COVID and with lockdowns and all the rest of it. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, built, I've built a workshop. Ah, uh, this is a thing of joy. I've Well, some people might call that a shed, but it's a workshop. Built it from scratch, plank by plank, piece of lumber by piece of lumber. I have loved every single second of it. It's a long time since, well, it's a long time since I've done anything quite so hands-on. It's a, I've never, ever designed and built a workshop before, uh, but it's rock solid. It's getting close to being finished. I started the process of building the workbench this week. Uh, I may have overcooked it. I think the workbench may be a little bit big, uh, but I'm going to have to have a, I'll figure out whether it needs to be shrunk down a little. <laughs> I thought I got the measure. Well, I, I measured it and I built it to measurement. I think I might just have been a bit enthusiastic with how big a workbench can be in a relatively small workshop. Uh, weddings continue to be a challenge, of course, in that we are still relocating dates back from the lockdowns. Uh, I think we'll be sort of working our way through that over probably the next six months or so as people sort out um Sort out what they want to do and the timings and who they're going to invite and who they can no longer invite and things like that. Uh, so we'll we'll see. Um, portraits, well, we've, we're now booked up. Actually, all of our weekend portrait slots are booked up until June, which is really, really good. Uh, if, <laughs> if you want your diary to be full at weekends all the way till June, I guess that's really, really good. Our next target is to fill the May half-term week. The biggest pushback at the moment seems to be Everybody is either waiting for a haircut or they're refusing to be in front of a camera until that COVID weight increase has been worked back off. <laughs> it could be a while having seen one or two people, um, me included probably. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. So all in all, it's all very busy again. And my well-intentioned exercise regime that I've put in place at the back end of last year has taken a little bit of a kicking, <laughs> which is really, really irritating. I'd done really well. I was on the, I was on an exercise bike every week or no, sorry, every day. Um, and then it's sort of taken a little bit of a sideline as the evenings have got lighter and the pressures of the business have started to increase once again. Uh, my desire to spend the evening back on an exercise bike has diminished along with my desire to have a glass of wine <laughs> has increased. Uh, but I'm, I've kind of next week I'm going to start a slightly different style of regime and see if we can get that to stick. Uh, but all in all, so the week has been really, really lovely. Uh, one thing that's just made me smile completely made me smile this week is it's the first time we've had the team back together the three of us Sarah Michelle and myself uh, working back together uh, I don't know for how long probably November 
it certainly feels like it was November uh, when we were last working in the same room and it is just lovely it's lovely to be together laughing in the studio we've all got it's all distanced it's all safe and all the rest of it all three of us have had our first uh, vaccine jab so that's good anyway and that also helps uh, but it's just really nice to have the buzz the phones ringing uh, Michelle spent uh, this afternoon or sorry this morning uh, ringing out it's Friday afternoon as I record this the sun is streaming in through the windows uh, I have a shoot with a client at about half past five I'm, I'm just looking at the clock it's quarter to five so if I'm rushing some of this it's because I know I need to get it all recorded before she turns up with her two dogs um, and we create some imagery in the studio uh, so it has been a really really lovely week it's great to see the clients this afternoon Sarah had our first reveal I think of this year I'd have to check my diary uh, but I think of this year it was a shoot we did back in December a beautiful family uh, they know who they are it was lovely to see them I'm glad they were a family that we've worked with quite a lot to be honest not just because it was a really lovely thing to be able to see them and see their toddler growing up, but because I knew that we didn't need to worry too much if things weren't working. Even things like we powered we powered the Mac back up and a big, we've got this big 65-inch Sony, uh, Sony Bravia TV uh, sitting down there in the, in the reveal room. No sound. Nothing we did. No sound. We tried every setting, everything, every single button we could think of. No sound. In the end, unplugged it, plugged it back in, there's the sound. And it's been a day of things like that, sorting out licenses. Michelle uh, went to log into ProSelect to put together the frame previews. It's out of date and refusing to update until I do a proper full download the latest version, install it, re-register. So I've spent a good part of today fixing problems that are simply a product of the fact that we haven't used them for a while. They're not not working, they're just well not working <laughs> so it's been it's been quite exciting but the reveal was lovely they loved their pictures they loved reliving that gorgeous couple of hours we spent back in December um, and if that's a sign of what's going to come ah, uh, well it's going to be uh, absolutely amazing but I have to admit I have to admit I am going through a little bit of a panic just a little bit not major not having a meltdown I'm not any of those things but I am just on just having this minor little thing going on in my head so why well the thing is over the past I don't know how many months or past year I suppose I've seen a very different pace of life I mean these lockdowns have kind of enforced that and although I'm someone who you could look me in an empty room and I'd still find something to be busy about I haven't been as nearly as busy. I mean, none of us have, right? Well, I say that, of course, if you work in the city, probably you have been. Or if you work, I don't know, importing PPE or face masks, then maybe you've been busier than ever. But for an awful lot of us, it's been a very different pace of life. And that is certainly true for all of us in the photography industry. Now, if you're listening to this as an amateur photographer, maybe you've actually spent more time taking pictures. Maybe the fact that places are quiet, that travel has been restricted, maybe actually you've spent more time with your camera. But for me as a portrait photographer, and I'm guessing for those of us who earn our living from this industry, we've all been quieter. We've all had a little less to do, a little less pressure, a little less excitement, a little less of the stresses of life over the past couple, well, past a year or so, I guess. And I mean, I'm someone who's 
always excited about creating a portrait. So don't confuse this with me not wanting to pick up my camera again. My excitement for creating portraits never, ever diminishes. But it is nice to have time in the evenings to sit out and enjoy the sunshine and not worry that I've got either either I'm prepping and getting the kit packed for a wedding in the morning or I've got a shoot to do or we've got to design something or I've got a I don't know all the things that go on as being a portrait photographer every shoot every shoot the actual shoot is just as exciting now if if anything it's more exciting now because we've done fewer of them but I still have this little thing in my head that I've really quite enjoyed getting back to not quite the same pressures that we've had and and I love working flat out. It doesn't worry me. And, and there is a problem with me that if I'm not working flat out, I feel insecure. That's just something about me. On the one hand, I'd really like not to be working quite so much. But when I'm not working, I start to feel a little bit worried. I start to feel just like I'm underachieving. I feel like I haven't done as well as I should have. I haven't achieved the things that I should have. So there's that challenge too going on in my head. I mean, that said, of course, with having a vastly reduced income over the past year or so, there are some pressure, pressures on getting the business rolling again. I am going to have to face that. We are lucky. I mean, we're massively lucky in that Sarah has steered a course through the cash flow challenge uh, and we have managed to keep our costs really, really, really low. And I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm ignoring the fact that we did also switch over to a mirrorless camera in the middle of all of this so that my Z7 II, Z7 II, um, which is something I'm massively excited about, uh, we did manage to do that transition. And it has been, I'll be honest, it's been a really good distraction for me because there were days during a lockdown when even with the extra time and being able to spend some, you know, more time socialising, I guess, well, I say socialising, <laughs> you couldn't socialise with anybody. Uh, but, the you know, myself and Sarah... Uh, having time together has been amazing but having the distraction of bringing in a new camera has also been uh, absolutely brilliant I mean the thing is a beast I'm so used to my Nikon D5 which is an absolute brick of a camera it is built like a door with a myriad of buttons all over it but essentially I switch it into manual and I don't really worry about the technology it's not at the forefront of the camera the Z7 is very different. The Z7, you know, you're playing with a computer with a bit of glass on the front because everything you want to do is in a menu somewhere. Now, it's great. The EVF, I love the EVF. The electronic viewfinder, I absolutely love because, of course, I can change menu settings with my eye in the viewfinder, which is really nice, actually. I find that once eventually I've learned where the buttons are, it'll be amazing. But that's the problem. It's all done with menus and displays where I was so used to the D5, where I knew where every single button was and what it did. I could run through a crowd while resetting the, the camera to what I needed it. I knew every click, every roll of the dials, every button, every position, and I'd be ready to, ready to go as soon as I managed to arrive. This camera is not that or at least not yet uh, the good news is the good news is i think nikon are slated to release their flagship pro mirrorless unit i can't remember i think it might be called a z9 but i could be wrong about that uh, the pictures i've seen it looks pretty bulky again which is good because it gives stability this the z7 is really small and even though i've put the battery grip on the bottom it's still quite small 
Uh, so it feels it can feel a little bit imbalanced with the bigger lenses. Uh, so hopefully this new unit will be big, it'll be bulky, it'll be stable, it'll have a battery life that's longer than a few hundred images, uh, and they'll surface all the controls so that I can once again have a load of buttons that I can learn. Uh, anyway, anyway, I'm digressing, I'm digressing. These past few months have been really lovely. And another thing that Sarah and I suddenly found ourselves was uh, we're empty nesting. Both the kids left home. Yeah, during the previous year, Jake has gone to university and our daughter Harriet has moved in with her boyfriend, her lovely boyfriend Ned. And so Sarah and I are suddenly together again. We haven't had time like this together for 22 years, not since Harriet was born. And although we have been lucky that we've worked the cruises, to actually have real time together. I mean, last night we regularly now cook together, which I love. Last night was Jamie Oliver's asparagus linguine, get me. Get me, Jamie Oliver, asparagus linguine. Uh, and I love it. I love cooking. I'm not very good at it. I have limited taste buds and even less talent, but I still really enjoy it. Uh, and I think if I was going to live anywhere other than here, I think it would be Italy. I so love their food. I, I have no idea whether asparagus linguine is Italian or not, but it's got pasta in it. So, you know, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's Italian. Uh, I love their food. I love their wine and more than anything I love their life I just think they've got the hang of it there's an awful lot of laughter it revolves around family a lot of joy uh, and enjoying the sunshine and I think I think I could live in Italy and after 22 years of it being more than two of us we're actually finding that me and Sarah myself and Sarah are having a ball it's just lovely we laugh about stuff giggle about stuff, talk about stuff. And I really, 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 really want to keep that laughter. And I think the trick, I'm hoping the trick is to stay excited and to do and focus on the stuff that makes me smile. Creating portraits, recording this podcast, uh, putting together tutorials and remembering to keep laughing along the way. And I think there's a point here. In the end, laughter is a habit. It's not you do you, you it is something that you react to a joke or a funny scene but thinking and being happy well that's a habit it's something you develop it's something you practice it's something you do and you have to remember to do it it's easy to slide into the stresses and the strains the pressures and the insecurities of being a full-time professional photographer and i just need to remember every day to laugh and I'm pretty good at that but I know there have been times and I've spoken about it on the podcast before where I've slid into a period of time when constant work constant lack of sleep not being able to take the pressure off constantly beating myself up that I'm not good enough these things are they take over and they stop you remembering to laugh you have to laugh. And that is something I'm really, really focused on just at the moment, forgive the pun, is that I really, really, really want to continue to laugh. I want to continue remembering that the clients we bring joy to, the clients who come in like they did this afternoon to our studio and they bring joy with them. Yes, we're doing a job. It's an in-person sales, all the rest of it. But actually, our clients are bringing joy in with them and we're providing joy and happiness through the job that we do. This job, this job of being a portrait photographer is a genuine gift, a real gift. And I am hoping as things become busier that I do remember that every day I have to enjoy every second of it, laugh along the way, because, well, 
frankly, I think that's a good thing. And on that happy note, <laughs> you can tell uh, that things are definitely picking up. You can hear the laughter around here. Uh, and for once, actually, the soaring and hammering next door diminished. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe wherever it is that you subscribe, wherever it is rather that you consume your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and then miraculously, uh, as soon as I publish one of these, it'll appear in your list and you'll hear my dulcet tones <laughs> as you're doing whatever it is, driving somewhere, I don't know, doing some editing or whatever it is that you do. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's left us reviews on the various platforms. Uh, Sarah actually tripped over a handful of reviews on a platform uh, yesterday that we didn't even know existed. I had no idea the platform existed. I had no idea our podcast was going out on it. And I had no idea that uh, a load of people had uh, reviewed the podcast. So thank you to each and every one of you. You are all in America. Uh, so thank you to our friends uh, over the pond. Thank you so much for that. Uh, really, really, really made us smile. Brought a great deal of joy into uh, into our studio uh, when we discovered those. So thank you. If you feel like leaving us a review, uh, feel free. And with a little bit of luck, we'll find them. You never know. If you haven't enjoyed the podcast, well, if you're if you're listening to this bit and you haven't enjoyed the podcast, you really are quite determined to see if I make any kind of sense or say anything that makes you uh, gives you brings enjoyment at the end. Uh, maybe a You've left it a bit late, uh, but drop us an email. If there's things we can improve, drop me an email. I'm Paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. And just let us know how we can improve it uh, because we're always learning every day. Honestly, every day is a school day and that alone makes me laugh. On that happy note, I hope you're all well. I hope there's just a little bit of sunshine and an awful lot of laughter in your life. And until next time, whatever else, be kind to yourself. Take care.